Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes Sunny Podcast. I am your host, Louis McCaffrey, as always. Uh, and tonight I'm joined by Christopher Gallagher. Hello, Louis. Hello. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Christopher Bout. Here we are, Louis. Sporting a, a cracking uh, jumper. Do you want to describe the jumper, Bout? The jumper has a, a large seagull, but the seagull is in the style of Bill Murray in the movie Life Aquatic. So he's got a little red bonnet on. So it's a Bill Murray seagull. It's brilliant. It's probably the nicest item of clothing I've seen you have on. I wore it to work um, in November or December and people were asking if it was a Christmas jumper. See, that's what I thought when you walked in. But Because the colour red. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Red and white. Um, and also to my left, Chris O'Manny. Good evening. You've heard of the three degrees. We are the three C's. Yeah, indeed. That's great, isn't oh, it? Oh, just the spell prick. You're the fan, Dan, who hosts this. Thanks. Uh, With a backwards cap. You're wearing your cap backwards. Indeed, Jeez. indeed. Clinging on to the old youth there. Just trying to uh, hide the hair, you know. He looks like an LA sniper, which is a compliment. Thanks, I'll take that. Donde esta mi pantalones? Si. Now translate that. Oh, oh, oh there we are. Topical. Where translate are my, that. Where are my trousers? That translates as very loosely. But speaking of loose uh, translations... The news today, the news the last couple of days has all not really been focused on the football, but more on Sky Sports's translation of an interview they done with uh, Morelos. It just so happened to be this interview was done at a time where um, obviously we had the whole thing about someone lying under Morelos's Lamborghini somehow. Um, the slender man, of course. The slender man, indeed. <laughs> None of us. Um, and was that guy was... from X Files. Uh, yeah, uh, tube, not tubes, but like, yeah. I'll find out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wait a minute. They're quoting the X Files from the nineties. I don't. Know. You can't keep I've them alive. You can't keep. You've heard of it. I've heard of You've it. You've not seen it. No, I've heard. Crazy. Listen to that nonsense. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, I so it was blamed on the. It was it was blamed on the those pesky Fenians, but it turns out that his brakes weren't being clipped. Um, it was a private investigator. It might have been Moritz Bauer, we don't know, but he has been known to dress like a PI. Um, but anyway, this interview came out of Sky Sports, and it was he, you know, he wasn't speaking in English, so it had to be translated. And it turns out that the subtitles, the translation, was not actually what he said. And Celtic have put out a statement because he, in the translation, said that he basically said that Celtic fans were directing racist abuse at him. But um, it's been pointed out, I think quite a few people actually on Twitter um, who obviously were could speak Spanish and could, you know, um, translate what he said it pointed out that in fact it was wrong and there was some inaccuracies and tonight Celtic have released a statement and they've called on Sky Sports to investigate their interview process and as a result they've now taken down the video it's just a kind of <coughs> bizarre but um, a bizarre chain of events but probably there is a bit of kind of premeditation I think somewhere isn't there Chris? Yeah I would say that one or two things has happened. Uh, Sky have got a really bad translator. <laughs> or it was Louis that translated <laughs> it to the sounds of it earlier. Or when they were, you know, when they've they've taken the translation verbatim from Rangers, and uh, that's no, I think that I think that's the most likely scenario because I'm sure I seen. I didn't look into it too much, but someone posted what he said about working with Gerard, 
and he basically had one line about you know it's great working with a, a player that was a le- someone that was a legend as a player, and then the, the interview it's like five paragraphs about how great Steven Gerrard is. So it's just yeah made up Rangers propaganda. So it would yeah. seem it's probably trainer or one of his lackeys that's so. So Sky are essentially complicit in promoting Rangers propaganda because they've not checked it correctly. Not done their due, due diligence. Not done their due diligence. They, they but they're a small, you know, it's a family-run company. Yeah. There's not have a lot of money. Yeah, no, right-wing, no right-wing leanings or anything, to be fair. No they, way. They, they, don't, they don't have, you know, they've never worked with Spanish people or Spanish football and yeah. anything like that. So it's... Tombs was the name of the episode. Yes. Vic, uh, Eugene Victor Tombs, which yes. a trainer and his PR team will have to work like him to try to sliver <laughs> the way out of this mess. <laughs> But yeah, so Louis. What segue that one? Is. Fantastic. <laughs> to answer your question, I I think it's very simple. There's either a complicit in pushing forward an agenda, or it's a massive mistake. Yeah, and it, it's also the timing of the interview to deflect from the other news story about Morelos. Um, it's just clearly, as Michael Stewart alluded to in BBC Sports Sound last night, and I've, I've plenty of others have as well. It is Jim Trainer. And Rangers as a club trying to spin a story that possibly doesn't even exist at this point. Well, Michael Stewart shows his words quite carefully last night, I thought. Now, there's the issue of alleged racism. Racism, it's abhorrent, you know. If there is any proof of that, then you want the people punished or whatever. And Celtic, they made their statement. If you read that, they were emphatic that... You know, you seek it out, it should be punished wherever it's found. Yep, they, they made it clear. But if you put this story to, to one side, right, the point Michael Stewart was making that this is typical typical style of journalism and PR from Rangers, from trainer in terms of, you know, not st- not stories about Morales and race, just in general the way he conducts his yeah. PR for Rangers. And he, he called them out on that um, because... Th- Quite frankly, some of the stuff that's came out from them is it's really quite, you know it's it, it's it's plain to the gallery, shall we say? Yeah. And it's yeah. been like that for some time. So But, but it's, it, it stokes it, you know, it stokes the flames of sectarianism and everything else in this country. Yeah, it's already there, we don't need it it's, it's don't need it heightened by the likes of them. It's yeah. irresponsible. It is irresponsible. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the word Stuart used. He's he's a dangerous individual putting stuff like this out. I mean Rangers the Rangers fans, the I mean if it, if the shoe was another foot and stuff like this was happening with their club, we'd be raging. And well, I'd just, like to think that we'd all be really upset and angry about it. Not to be hyperbolic as well, but it, it's Trumpian. There's a bad news story coming out about the club. Let's lie and put out another story about the, with, with the car, especially about the same subject. But let's try and twist it, and then it's difficult for anyone to know the truth because when the real story comes out, we can just point and say, "Oh." It's a, it's a load of bollocks. I've already heard this yeah. about it. It's a load of bollocks. The, the, the thing is, so the, you know, there's. They've ended up having to cover up and try and change the narrative after the very first story that came out about this whole tampon with the car and all that. Where it's them that put that out in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're in, it's the, the truth's came out, then they've tried to deflect. It's it's a bit of a mess, but as you say, it's it's dangerous from from a, a person in his position and a club in their position to oh, be doing also, stuff like this. Uh, the Michael Stewart stuff as well, censoring him, um, talking about their editorial standards. If there's an organisation well, that cannot fucking talk about editorial standards, it's the BBC. Absolutely a hypocrisy. But the other thing is, does that mean they will no longer talk about any anyone, anybody who isn't there? 
to defend Discuss. themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because that's so, what they're saying. Unless someone's in. So the, the next time they're talking the about Neil Lennon and someone uses the phrase he brings on himself, I hope they'll cut that out that that podcast. But you know for a fact that they won't. Anyway, well, let's let's try and move on and focus on the football. Um, the transfer window is now closed, so we were obviously here last week. There was still a few days to go. We were debating about um, who might come in, who might go out. <laughs> yeah, nothing else happened. No. Um, Lewis Morgan moved on. Yeah, Lewis Morgan moved that on. Was, was, a, was, that was official. That was signed off. Absolutely. What, signed, a, what a highlight of uh, deadline day that was. I like I like how they saved it right to the very end. <laughs> I know. As a wee <laughs> treat for the fans. Did they not announce Okaflex again like they did the season before? <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ke- Keith had put the pictures they'd got for Celtic Park. Welcome Okaflex from about three months before uh, yeah. and then they announced them and they're like oh so the classic 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 before we, you know. before we talk about the, the last day well the last day let's focus on that first were you disappointed with how it turned out Samani did it, it did it make it feel worse the fact that we never signed anybody on deadline day <sighs> basically because we're seven points clear some people are thinking um you know, Everton's rosy in the garden. That's generally what happens. You know, if we're up, it's fine. If we're down, it's not fine, right? Personally speaking, I still would have liked another centre-half and it was quite clear that the club wanted a winger of some sort because the reports came out that we tried to sign a few. Atsu from um, Newcastle, uh, amongst a couple of others. So we never got either of them over the line. I don't think we were looking for a centre-half, but if we're going to play three at the back, as we've all said, you're going to need one. Now, out of the blue, obviously he plays Welsh, and out of the th- back three centre halves, he's probably the best. Yeah, um, but it depends what you're talking about because Julian's finish was fantastic for a striker. So yes, well, he's good. We'll, we'll come to the game. We'll come to the game. So the club may, maybe have faith in him, but it's still a bit of a risk to play a youngster who's only had a handful of games for Morton and loan. Yeah, um, but you know. If it's if it's a risk or if they've made a mistake, that'll play out. It might not end up being that way. And at the end of it, it's down to the it's down to the board and the manager. At the end of this window, we'll know if they were right or wrong. But so we only brought in Clamalla and, and Sorrow. Are you disappointed? What's your opinion on on the business done? Yeah, I think overall I'm disappointed. I, definitely striker and uh, kind of defensive midfielder or defensive minded midfielder is two of the the kind of priority positions we needed to sign. So with that respect, well done. That's great. Um, Klamala, um, you know, I'm not going to judge him, but by all accounts, he's had a fantastic six months and not much else other than that in his career. So we'll see if he keeps on progressing, developing, does well. Sorrow, a lot of people talking well about him. So hopefully he's at a position he'll be able to make it into the team quite soon. But as even if we weren't playing three at the back, I feel like we needed a centre-back because Bitton and Yozo are two backups are both very injury-prone. Um, if we're playing three at the back, you absolutely needed a centre-back and potentially another one. Again, Mr. Um, Manny's saying Welsh looked decent, wasn't massively tested, and hopefully he can go on because it's been a long time since we've actually had a centre-back. I mean, John Kennedy um, kind of came into the team and looked amazing, obviously had that injury. McManus... I can't really think of another centre-back. that uh, Darren O'Day scored a winner in the cup final against Rangers. Yeah. Centre-halves yeah. that we've had. Aye. Yeah, that we've kind we've of brought, brought through. through our, our youth. 
mm. our development team. We've but not really bought. Well, we've brought through, like, you know, like Salon O'Connell and things, guys, that never really. I mean, no one's really came in and been a mainstay the way Steve McManus did. Like like Stephen Romanis are, are don't he still captained us to two last sixteens in the Champions League. Manus so. and Kennedy probably. So hopefully we'll do one and hopefully he can do something. But again, as you said, you would you would hope if we were gonna bleed Welsh into the team, he would have been getting half an hour or twenty minutes or he, I know with centre backs that's maybe a bit different to bringing on a striker, but you but would have wanted c- some first team <laughs> experience could- before he's Right in there. Could it be a case though that you know the fact that we signed Clamala, we signed Sorrow, those are both players that we'd scouted for a while. They were kind of we took a, a kind of longer t- term view on them in terms of we'd done a legwork for a while and things like that. So those players that we'd identified for months and built up knowledge of, we got. But when things changed because of injuries, we suddenly needed a winger. We suddenly needed a centre half. We couldn't pull the trigger on any of those. Maybe possibly because we didn't have enough detail on people in that position or maybe we just didn't feel confident. But is that a worry that we couldn't react when we had to? I think, you know, I'll come to that in a second, but I have to get something off my chest. See this idea that um, because we're now ahead of them in the league, uh, anyone who wanted a centre-half brought in or someone else brought in, you know, you're an idiot now. Look look at you now. Right, McManus. Exactly. Now, the fact of the matter is, would we be sitting here if they had beaten Hearts and they had beaten Aberdeen? Would we we be sitting here as confident as we are now? Would they have played Welsh on Sunday if if Rangers had that game in hand and could go to the top? No, we we we'd it's fine margins. Yeah, because we would be talking about if they'd beaten Hearts and they'd beaten Aberdeen, we'd have been talking about how we struggled at Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. And, you Which know, we're not going to in a minute. So, I mean, th- th- this idea that uh, all those people who wanted players brought in the last minute of the window, well, you're all idiots because look how look, Lowell's played a blinder. You know, we, is it a good window? Is it a bad window? It probably falls somewhere in between, but... The other thing, even on that, is I absolutely hope we win every game in the league and Europe in the Cup between now and the end of the season. But Stunch. we're going to drop points in the league. Um, yeah. And we've got a couple of games against Rangers, so that seven points isn't... Massive. They've, ta- they've taken a huge gamble. Have they not? Yeah. Have they oh, not taken a huge gamble when it comes to ten their own and even this league title? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think they've taken. I mean, one thing I'll say about obviously a new uh, new director of football, you know, inverted commas coming in, probably take them. Probably take the best in the business two or three windows to really get figure out because he came in and he came in in you know June. Couldn't really didn't have a lot of time to work with stuff. He actually got some good stuff over the line. This window, you know. Uh, it is a tough window to, to buy stuff in. Everyone wants to move stuff on. You know, there's a lot of agents at you. Yeah. So I think the proof will be in the pudding in terms of our transfer strategy at the end of next summer. But even when you're talking about that we, we didn't react because we weren't prepared, stuff like left wing, we've got, if everyone's fit, Moy and Mikey Johnson, fantastic. But Mikey, Moy, Mikey Johnson is now not... Yeah, he's he's now not. He's he's out for a, like, a couple of months at least. But even forgetting that, because, let's see, we're talking about before that had happened. Thinking about this window, Moyes alone, who are unlikely to be able to buy. Yeah. So they should already be thinking about another left winger. They should already have names. They should be ready to go, um, because we can't rely on just putting James Forrest there, especially when we don't really have a backup right winger other than Shunt and Christie there. Um, Big Shunt and Christie, what a boy, by the way, yes. what a fucking player. Which um, I would guarantee we'll do when we play them at Ibrox. Getting Cham in the team, we won't make that mistake again. Could be, the, I mean, the 3-5-2 could be the, the way it's going. 
I think the three five two is. I think that's been implemented so they get used to it for the the next game against it. But we just don't have any setups. <laughs> and and El Hamed will be back, Brian. Uh, Remember, he was the greatest. Then you changed to Frimpong. Still is the yeah. fucking greatest. But now it'll be Frimpong on the right, and and El Hamed is the greatest centre back of all time. That will be Absolutely. the. You've just given him an out. Yeah. And I'll take it. <laughs> um, so Clamallan saw a win. Outgoings are Sinclair, Morgan, Afalabi on loan, Kuasi on loan, but he's got an option to buy, and Hendry out on loan <laughs> and now injured. Um, have we came out of the window stronger or weaker? Can anybody say we've came out stronger, really? You can't I think you can, as much as we've lost more players. I don't think you would disagree with those players. Afalabi, we'll see if that's the right loan decision, but him getting games, I think, is absolutely critical. Um, him being along the road as well, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. People were moaning about that, but it's fine. It's only going to be four months. One thing, one, one thing about, though, was the fact that Lennon kept saying he wanted experience. You've just... You've just yep. lost Sinclair. So yeah, so, so from the club's own kind of definitions, we, we've not brought that experience in. So that's one of the other reasons it wasn't a, a fantastic window. But Sinclair, we weren't playing him, we weren't utilising him. And when we did, he didn't look great. We all love Sinclair. He's been a fantastic player for this club. Possibly the best player we had in the Invincible season. If you love something, set it free. Um. Jenkins, I worry that Lennon said he wanted experience and never got it. Uh, yeah, I think it's a worry that, again, coming back to it, if we're going to be playing a specific formation and we don't have a depth, a squad depth that covers that, if, for example, you know, Ayer gets suspended, who comes in at centre-half? I mean, you know, and then if you go to a back four, you're playing a young and experienced centre-half with a guy like Julien who last two games has been really erratic. That's absolutely not me throwing Julian under the bus. All I'm saying is we're all under pressure just now. I just worry that we put a young guy like Welsh in the firing line and it is a very much a sink or swim. Some people will say that's what that's the nature of the game at Celtic. Understand that. But you can't real we can't be in a situation where it's February and all of a sudden he's a first team player no matter what. You need to protect these players and I think Welsh being put in the firing line I worry about that because if it is a back three and it's just the three of them moving forward until, you know, El Hamed's back or whatever, can you even count on him when he comes back? Can you count on Bitton when he comes back just yeah. in terms of injuries? I mean, I just, I'm, yeah. With, with a number of injuries that we've had, do you think, what would you do if you were in the position of, you know, either Peter Lowell or, or Neil Lennon? If, if you had that team, you've got a bunch of injuries, but you know that players are going to be back in a matter of weeks. Do you still go into the transfer market and sign a player? Do you get a loan deal or do you say, no, we'll persevere, we can get by the next couple of weeks and then we'll get players back and we'll be all right again? Because um, it kind of seems like that's the, the latter option is probably what we've went with. Yeah. I, su- I suppose you've got to have an overview of the length of time and the injuries and things like that to do that. Now, your immediate assumption or your immediate thought is to go and get in a necessary reinforcement. But... We've stockpiled some amount of crap doing that. Let's not forget Marvin Comper. We need a centre-half. The guy wasn't any good. The guys we brought in in the January window last season, a couple of them, couple of them had a few, handful of good games, but ultimately they were rotten and never got us over the line. Now, that's that's when you use the loan market, though, surely. Well, we did. Tall Yan, Buck, where? If we got, I, if, see if we can go out and get somebody, I mean, 
Benkovic, people were in their head were saying Benkovic would have been the guy to go to. Nobody in here would have been disappointed if we'd went for Benkovic. But say we'd got an experienced German centre-half, like Marvin Komper. You know, everybody was saying that's exactly what we needed at the time. But you, you, you just don't know. Do you know what I mean? There's Should no, have been an no, experienced Serie A centre-half. That's where we made the mistake but last there's, there's no There's no guarantees, but at the same time... Every, every single transfer aye. is a risk. You don't, but, aye, you don't stop signing people because some signings are shite. The other thing I would say, you talked about it might only be for a matter of weeks. The importance of coming out that winter break is highlighted by Rangers. Look at them. They're a fucking mess. They've <laughs> fucked it. We needed to make sure we didn't do that. Now, we've, we've managed to get the wins in, but if... You know, things have been you know, the, the the performances we've had haven't been great. We've won games by three goals and so on. But if we drop points and we hadn't made those signings, it would be a different story. I, I think I think the, the biggest the issue I have with it all is not trying to sign players or you know the fact that we didn't sign players. It's the scattergun approach. On to, the last day, on the last day, yeah. we had a Which, month. We had a month. I yeah. mean, we we had a full month, and it seems like they only really kicked in in the last couple and of days. They, they seem to be reacting to Rangers buying someone as opposed well, to that, that, yeah, squad. Yeah, needs. and that other thing about Bolly, you know, from what I'm yeah, led to believe, Celtic were trying to punt Bolly in the last day and bring in Neil Taylor. Mental, if that's true. That, um, that, that sounds crazy. See the whole Bolly thing, though. Like it would be, it would be interesting to know, but like the truth of that matter behind the scenes. But see, it might. I mean, this is the thing. We don't know what's happening in players' personal lives, for example. There might be something going on with him his personal life and he needed some time away from things. If that's the case, then I think the club have done exactly the right thing. Maybe it's something even that Neil Lennon doesn't want to air. I mean, obviously, we we, we had a, a walk from Celtic Park to Hamilton at the weekend, which a couple of the cynics took part in uh, for mental health. Fantastic. You yeah. don't know if Bolingoli possibly had some mental health issues that he needed some time out of the limelight. But then describing it as he has to go and find his form, I don't know if that's the, but then, the best. Bolly's back in contention now. Yeah, uh, he's Lennon back in. That's why I just, I just kind of think it's a bit. Yeah, we might be I think that's, mo- that's also to do with the fact that Taylor, um, Hayes is now injured. So the only reason Bolly's back in contention is because Hayes is injured. So but the thing is, I think Hayes is injured. Yeah, yeah. He's we injured. need the press conference today. Hayes is injured. Frimpong's back in training on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bolly's back in contention, <laughs> and Elianusi is now fully available and available for tomorrow, which is exciting. But remember, he was fully available for the. Cup it doesn't. Final I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's going to mean yeah. that he's going to start. But he's yeah. available. He'll be in the squad at least. So what's Lennon going to do now if we need to make a substitution? And Hayes is injured. <laughs> hands up. Roll the dice. Hands up. Who went mental when he brought Hayes on at one each? This is a podcast, oh. but just for the benefit, I'm putting my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is putting his hand up. Louis putting two hands up. Bowd's putting a wee hand up. Yeah. Um, Four hands. Five hands up. Hands of hands. Well, let's... Mm. Uh, I, I suppose, we'll, you know, there's not a lot more to discuss about the window. Personally, I'm a bit... I was... I felt very frustrated by the whole thing. I just thought, especially on the last day, I honestly thought we were going to do something. I thought, you know, possibly that the Winyama signing would have happened. That wasn't to be. Um, and they've just taken a massive gamble, and I just don't. Part of me just thinks, why? Why would you gamble something that's so and important? It's the, the nine as well, as you say. It's not just any season. It's not about, oh, we should be responsible with our money. See, this season, the next season, if we spend a few million more than we would normally do. Fine. The thing is, though, see if we see if we didn't, if we don't win the league this year, 
I think the club as a club will just brush it aside and they'll, they'll highlight how amazing we were to win eight. Well, and eight, eight's an achievement, but we all know that we should be doing nine. Yeah. We've only got ourselves to blame if Celtic don't do nine and even ten. That's on Celtic. It's not Rangers being fantastic. It's not the rest of the league being fantastic. It's Celtic not capitalising. And on the quest for nine, you have to win your games. And we did win yeah. at St. Johnson. And, and that's, yeah, we absolutely did. That's a good link. That, I was going to say some other stuff, but let's do that. That's my segue. Um, so, yeah, we sat here last Tuesday and we are obviously um, previewing the, the St. Johnson game. Um, we won 3 0. We possibly played the best 45 minutes of football that Celtic have played certainly this season, possibly ever, yes. Um, so we did go 3-5-2. We had uh, Fraser Foster in goals, Ayer, Julian, Jozo. Uh, the, the was the three at the back. Then Forrest and Cham, Brown, McGregor, Taylor and Griffiths and Eddie up front. Um, best first half under Lennon since he came back? Certainly up there. Um, when we started, we, we kind of started with real intent. Had a shot and goal just under a minute, I think. Um, and as the game, as the half progressed, and we just kept peppering their goal. I just in my head, I just thought this is what we've been waiting for this season. It was relentless. What, it? Yeah, we, we've been waiting on us to click like this. Um, because there's a lot of guys that we've criticised. Um, Forrest being one of the main players that we've probably criticised over the course of the season. Main reason for that is we know they can do it, but they just probably weren't doing it as fluidly as they could. Everything just just seemed to click. It was fantastic to watch. Um, we got three, probably could have scored four more probably with the chances we had. The understanding, the partnership between Griffiths and Edward was great. It was good to see them. They were actually working as a pair. Um, and then the second half was just another event, which... Is a bit upsetting, but certainly the first half was it was just fantastic to watch. Yeah, that you know, the, we've seen this time and time again. We even seen it at the weekend again in the Hamilton game. The the halves are a bit kind of Jekyll and Hyde. You, you have that first half when you play you play such brilliant football. And don't get me wrong, I know it's not going to be the exact same second half. St. Johnson would have changed, and they did. And then we took our foot off the gas, but it was the it, substitution. It, it seemed yeah, to me. yeah. That's it would be nice to see us be able to maybe take that into a second second half, start the same way, maybe get another couple of goals yeah. before then we drop off. I think that <clears throat> to play at the intensity we played with played at in that first forty minutes, you know, there's only so long you can play at that sort of breakneck speed. Um, what I would say is, I think the substitution did have a massive part to play in it. Um, but I also think that that's Lennon's sort of style, like try to win the game as quickly as possible and then see out the rest of the game. And, you know, when we went in at half time, like the game was over. Um, but uh, that's a little bit of a worry for me how it's like that sort of lack of control at times where it is just a sort of case of like relentlessness with not necessarily full control of the game um but at the same time i'm not going to sit here and complain because it was fucking brilliant to watch in the first half so uh yeah it was really good enjoyed it um joseph Simovic again proving you know lennon said it was tactical but you know he was out on sunday as well just a guy you can't rely on no what did you think of the performance I agree with everything you've said. Um, Sir Mary mentioned Forrest, he was outstanding. The first half was a delight to watch. I 
don't want to just attack players, but Bowers barely even a footballer at this point. He should just work in the detective stuff. <laughs> it's um, a gumshoe. Aye. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but no. It's one of those though as well. When you get it, because we've had other games where we've been shite until we've, like when we brought Eddie on and that changed the game, stuff like that, where you're concerned. This obviously being a bit different. They've smashed it. So you're kind of less concerned when the second half's a pile of shite. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've already got a three-goal cushion, then I suppose we can take that. But um, Greg Taylor starting again. He's had a run of games now. Um, this game in particular put in some great great deliveries. Do you think he's taking his chance? Do you think he is... I mean, Neil Lennon, I think he alluded to it today that he is first choice right now, despite the fact, obviously, Bolly's coming back. It's Taylor's position to lose. Do you think that's right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I thought his attacking play and his delivery against St Johnston was was good. I mean, the cross he put in for, for Griffith's goal, right on his foot, um, good finish from Griff. I was less impressed with him against uh, Hamilton mm-hmm. at the weekend. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have that drive to beat a man that <clears throat> Bolton Golly certainly does, and he's proved even more that he, when he came on that he could do that. Um, so I'm still not... I would say that it's his just now because he's never he's not done anything wrong either. You know what I mean? He seems a steady enough player, and if he gets the time and uh, in, in position, his delivery seems as if it's quite good as well. But I was a wee bit disappointed with him against Hamilton. I expected a bit more after waiting so long for his chance, and I thought a couple of times he looked as if he didn't have that bit extra to beat the man down the flank. But I mean, the guys hardly played any games, so he played two games in a row, three games in a row, four games in a row. He's still kind of figuring out how to play within this team. And that's me just trying yeah. to cut him some slack. Um, and I think that'll come, but he's not a wing-back. It's also, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's also a very different role, as you say, yeah. with no one in front of you. I yeah. think the three-five-two would <clears throat> suit Bolly more, and we'll, we'll maybe get to see that. Um, but Greg Taylor looks a decent player, just left back in that, in a, you know, on a four. I think he'd be a lot more comfortable. But we're not going to play that. And also, what, do we, things do, are gonna, you what know, do we do with James Forrest? If we're well, playing a five, it, who has been consistently over the last few years one of our best players, I think you're going to have to. I don't think it's going to be one or the other. I think we'll need to look at it. I th- Lennon, I'm sure he, we had it in one of our press conferences. He is keen on the three five two. Yeah, he mentions um, mentions it fairly regularly now. But I think there's there's going to be games where he can't play that. And it's the same, like just now, he's basically been forced into a three five two due to injuries. The same can happen again. Well. <laughs> I, I I thought, especially in the St. Johnson game, maybe a, a wee bit less so in the, the Hamilton game, but Somani had mentioned it earlier on, the partnership with, with Griffiths and Edward. We'd seen them as a partnership previously. We've seen Griffiths as a partnership with Dembele as well. It never quite happened. It, it never seemed to work for him. Um, but the two of them seem to almost be telepathic at times right now, and I think the St. Johnson game highlighted it. Um, although there was... Uh, kind of instances of it against Hamilton as well. But the one thing I noticed was the fact that Griffiths is pushing the defence as ba- as far back as possible. So he's right on, on line with the defence, which leaves space for Edward to drift into um, kind of ahead of the defence. Um, but that was less effective against Hamilton because they had Gogic sitting back and he was, you know, sitting right in front, in that space right in front of the defence. But I did think as you mentioned earlier on about playing uh, Rangers again, 
I think that might be the perfect thing to do against them. Because they play four at the back. They've got their two centre halves. If we've got Griffiths occupying them, pushing them, pushing them back as far far up the pitch as possible, leaving a big space, they've got to drop someone in there. Now, usually their f- player for this back would be Stephen Davis. They're not going to put him there. So they're going to have to put maybe Ryan Jack or someone else further back in. You're suddenly pushing them way further up the pitch. From that point of view, I think it's a tactic that, okay, we're going to have to do, you know, some players are going to miss out, but I think it's maybe what we need. And it gets us more people in the middle of the pitch as well. Edward's not the type of striker that you see often in that he drops so deep, his link-up plays great. Edward's kind of almost the number 10 now, the way he plays. So... As much as it is a partnership, it's more less a partnership and more they're playing in the same area, which is cool, which is fine. I think give Eddie carte blanche to do what he wants. I think we can afford the luxury of having a number 10. You know, I know we joke about Tam, but when Tam's on form, Tam doesn't really do much except create, which is exactly what, in my opinion, that position should be doing, specifically domestically. Him and Eddie's link up for that goal was something but else. See, all that, all that that you've said, I completely agree with it. However, it comes back to... What do you do with Forrest? Because he's not going to drop Forrest. If Forrest is a right wing back, I, I, he doesn't know. He, he doesn't. Know, he can't play the role. As I said, just because you're a winger or a fullback yeah. doesn't mean that you can play a wing back role. Yeah, and I, I think when as Frimpong gets fit, he's he's far more natural in that position. So you, so. you drop Forrest, and that's not me. Like yeah. I think ultimately, unless you want to put him in the middle in one of those berths in midfield, the attacking because there are certain players that don't get dropped. Scott or Brown, he goes to the left, but then you should really be playing Bolly there. But. Foster, Ayer, Julian, Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Edward. That's six players who will play every single game. You know, I, I would I would argue that Forrest would be a, a seventh, and if we're playing three five two, him playing on on and. An, the white right wing back against Rangers would fill me with fear. I think I think that's just the thing that Lennon's gonna because he he has players he trusts and you know the players you've mentioned are players you should trust that they're all brilliant. If don't. he wants a three five two, I think he's probably gonna realise that Forrest isn't the player for it. Some of you think we're just reacting to a necessity with inju- the with the injuries that we've got, or is this a kind of longer term thing? Um, <clears throat> I think he's got one eye on. Uh, the game against them at Ibrox. I think I think it's a system he likes and you've seen him utilise it a few places. Um use that hips as well. Yep, yep. Um I think it's something that he likes, but I think it's something that he wants us to get used to, specifically to um win the midfield battle against them. Um maybe a bit harsh to say that, that that's the only reason he's doing it, but it's certainly going to be in his mind, I think. But I don't think that's a bad thing because I think we've looked a lot more fluid when that's the case. Um, Battered Lazio, yep. Yep. Was that more of a 3-4-3? Three, three? Could, you could argue both ways, yeah. essentially. Anyway, you're right. It's it's something that wouldn't, we've got it right at times this season. It's looked good to watch. So I think he's. It, it's a formation that he, he would like to play, but I can also see him falling back into the 4-2-3-1 or... Um, you know, the, the usual setup yeah. sort of thing. Um, We're already but, talking about the Rangers game. I know, well, but then it, it, no, it, raises, it raises the question, of course. Like, as you say about, you know, on the right with, with Forrest or Frimpong, it also raises the question about the midfield three. You know, if is that the three that, he's, that he thinks will, will that be the three to dominate 
Because we've not Agnes even mentioned formation. Ryan Christie. Hey, Ryan Christie. Ryan Christie starts every game when he's fit, when he's fully fit, and he's he's putting. He's and he comes on against goals. He comes on against oh. Hamilton, and he delivers that ball in for Julian. And I thought he was great when he came on. Um, yep. So these are almost good problems to have, but I, I kind of I think Lennon four 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 two three one suits all those players. Three five two might be a better system. But it means that certain players are going to be left out. Shoot. And I think he's going to, if he's going to, he, he, in the press conferences that we've been going to, he consistently talks about 3-5-2. Uh, had, he had the discussion about Conte um, and about how he loves that yep. style. He played in 3-5-2 under Martin O'Neill when we got you know, when we got to Seville and stuff. So he is used to it. He understands it. He sees its strengths and he sees its weaknesses. Um, but so, our squad suit 4-2-3-1 four, four, four there. You mentioned... Mention, I'm trying to think if it was a reaction or one of the transfer pods or whatever, but it's also a way to get Griffiths in the team because he doesn't get in um, otherwise if we don't have two up top. You think if Griffiths you know, takes an injury or something, you think he persists with a 3-5-2 and Clamalla starts getting his chance or Bio starts getting their chance? Yes, because I think Clamalla is similar to Griffiths in that he will be someone who will keep that high line and try and get in behind rather than being an Eddie type who'll drop deep. Well, they said this. Um, I know he did. I know he did when he came on in the St. Johnson game, Clamalla. He kind of showed both sides. He dropped deep initially, and then he had that one where he was running in behind. I don't know. They've said he's like Vardy a wee bit, so that would yeah. that would suit with that. He had one kind of bad touch um, when he came on. Not that I'm. Casting his bells in the game. <laughs> he's uh, shit. He's shit. <laughs> throwing him under the bus. No, uh, you you seen that so, and then but then you seen the the one where he, his pace when he went through. And if you're talking on being like Valdi, you're going to think that he's going to be the guy running on as opposed to the guy dropping deep and holding up. That's Edward's role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I don't see Clamalla. I don't know enough. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just a poor touch. But on the basis of that one touch. <laughs> he is not going to be able to drop <laughs> and hold the ball, but I'm 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 keen to see Edward Dan Clamalla. I, I mean, I want to see what he's like. He's not had enough time. I mean, I don't think we touched on the the Johnson situation in the St uh, in the St Johnston game where he went down, had yeah. a knock, and went, "I'm all right," oh, and then Jesus, ended up getting yeah. taken off. And Griffith uh, Lennon's reaction was. Told him to fuck off. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think... Was too much made of that, do you think? Eh? Was too much made of that? No, really. Think that you just it's not something you usually see, is it? You just, they just caught him. Yeah. yeah. Probably something he says all the time. And it just caught him. To be fair, it was a kind of dismissive, fuck off. As it, You know, he didn't <clears throat> look like he was going to batter him with, with a caution. He, he, he looked pissed off with him, though. Uh, the yeah. fact that he'd got injured again. Not just the lack of communication, but I think he looked Yeah, like, the fact that he had the chance to come off. off and he said he was still fit. He did say, Lennon, Lennon said the fact that he stayed on actually made the injury worse. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, at that point, when Johnson went down, I was thinking, well, I want Clamalla on. And then we had to wait for, what, eight, only get six or seven minutes or something like that. You want to see the guy come on the park. Don't you think it's weird that, <clears throat> I know we are, you know, not tactically, you know. Inept. <laughs> but, yeah. but what I mean is, don't you think it was weird that he didn't come on on Saturday, on Sunday? Clamalla. Like, I know you don't. I know you don't just stick in. I know you don't just stick in straight. Stick, you know, the more strikers on the pitch means you're going to score more goals. But we were playing balls into the box, and we talked about it in the reaction, Louis, yeah. about how they kept hitting balls into the box, and it was food and drink for the for the Hamilton defence. 
maybe just try and change up a little bit. Like maybe, he is quite a big boy, you know. If you're going to put balls in the box, maybe a striker would be the person to come on. But when you look at how effective the substitutions were, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm not. You can't complain because we won, and that's fair enough. It's but. it's an interesting point that I, I was going to make. The the Hamilton game obviously finished four one. Again, another kind of Jekyll and Hyde performance. First half wasn't very good. Second half. Um, we kind of kicked on a bit eventually and, and saw the game out quite comfortably and with quite a lot of confidence. Um, but the one thing I was going to mention was the fact that, as you say about the, the players who came off the bench, um, Hayes, Christie, Tam, all influential when they came on. You know, we're sitting here debating who starts. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should recognise that actually it's about another three guys that are on the bench. And these players, okay, they might not start, but they have a certain function that they can perform later on in a game. So the likes of Tam, you know, you've got, there's certain scenarios where, you know, tight defence, you need someone to, you know, pick a pass, bring on Tam. You need a bit more width, better balls into the box, whatever, bring on Johnny Hayes. We've maybe just got to see that it's a, it's a squad game. You know, yeah, I, I completely agree. I just sometimes I think he tools for the job, but he sometimes relies on the same players too much. And Johnny Hayes is the main one. You know, we caveat every single time we talk about Johnny Hayes by saying how much we like him, <laughs> how good a guy he is, etc. But you know, when you're starting Johnny Hayes left back over, and it, it looks like Taylor's now in control of the jersey. That's fair enough. But I, I sometimes think that Lennon is a mini Martin O'Neill, and that it's just. Because I, I used to get fr- frustrated as a wee guy when we used to buy players like David Fernandez. No matter what you thought of David Fernandez, <laughs> always comes back to David fucking Fernandez. It does because I liked him. I thought he was good. Ulrich Lurson, another guy like you know, if, w- there was a lot of guys Celtic bought at that time, and it was like, why are we buying these guys? Like, what's the point? And it was just a case of oh, we kind of need to have a squad to play the odd cup game, so we'll just bring them in. Sometimes I think Lennon spent like, all his money in this first season. Uh-huh. Lennon's like that, and that's why I, I'm not really expecting to see much of Klamala. For the rest of the season, I'm not expecting to see sorrow at all. Now, hopefully, I'm wrong, but I just feel that Klamala is a guy they've maybe. But if Klamala is a long term project for next season, fair enough. But it's just the way they announced them, like this guy. You know, and, it just gets a bit frustrating as a fan. And, and the worrying thing is, it, you know, we hope this isn't the case, but it will possibly turn out to be that he is somehow Eddie's replacement, which would be a worry. Um, if he said his replacement, we fucking riot. <laughs> I tell yeah. you. Can't hold the ball. Um, <laughs> Boud, when you play at fives, uh, similar to Tam, lung capacity is an issue. You usually stay back centre half. Um, I've segued to Stephen Welsh. What do you think of him? Liked him. Liked him. See, when you say I have segued, <laughs> that <laughs> means the segue doesn't work. Yeah, I tried. But, um, he's on one of the wee scooters. That's what he means. And segues? Oh dear. <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking hell, Chris. It's not usually you bomb that bad, but anyway. Boud? I know, again, as I said, it wasn't a, it wasn't a massive test, I don't think, for him, but um, no, he looked solid. Uh, he looked comfortable with the ball. Immediately looked better than Jozo. I mean, I don't want to write off some guy's career, but sorry, Jozo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did, he looked well, and he, he kind of... Um, we've obviously got that in IR anyway, and Julian to an extent, but he looked comfortable kind of pushing forward with the ball as well. His passing was okay. He didn't get into trouble at any point, I don't think. He's, he, was, he didn't... He didn't simple, did he? The ball, wasn't, the ball wasn't in front of him, though. Like, he wasn't attacked a lot. And I'm not... I th- 
I, I just don't yeah. want us to go overboard. You can only play what's in front of you, gal. But let's not go overboard. Let's. Uh, he is better than Frank Tierney. Than like, calm down. Sorry, Paolo Maldini. Shut your fucking little mouth. Little uh, dirty mouth. Okay, what about Nesta? Yes, he's better than Nesta. I can confirm one hundred percent. I just don't want us to build him up to then him have one game and. I will go, what the fuck's that boy playing for fuck's sake? He's better than Nestor's about the right level. Then, ah, I know, that's fine. Aye. I still think, you, you get the likes of, from what you've seen of El Hamed this season, you would want a fully fat El Hamed in the team. Um, but with his injury worries, Jozo's injury worries, you'll find him, I think you feel, will find him getting game time, but not necessarily he's now in the team going forward, you know. But I think the fact that he recalled him from Morton and we didn't sign another centre-half suggests he's in his plans. So I think we'll see more of him. So do you think that was the plan? I mean, it certainly looks think so. that way that we recalled him because it, it, probably when he was recalled, that was the signal that we're not going to buy a centre-half. I Look, Scotland centre-back worries are over. Okay, Jeez. that's where we are right now. Unless he chooses to play for Wales, but hopefully not. Because of Welsh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually looked there to see if he was born in Cardiff or something like that. Um, Chris won by a three goal margin after going behind. Does it worry you or does it give you confidence just for the fact that we took a wee while to get going and obviously went behind in the first place? Uh, I, the goal we lost was, was really poor, um, very similar to the Rangers game. Um, that's a worry. Losing from set pieces is when we've got you know two six foot centre halves. Um, not that we shouldn't ever lose from a set piece, but we've lost the same type of goal. Um, you know, near post run and just you know not tracking our runners, etc. So that's a that's a worry. Uh, how we came back was good. Um, I'm not going to kid on though that I was between the 55th minute and the second goal that I wasn't worried, but. I think we're all going to be like that for the rest of the season. I think we mentioned it on the reaction that essentially the rest of the season's probably not going to be that much fun. You know, I think it will be very tense. You know, we're, we're four months away from getting nine in a row, so every single game is I going to have the, that fear. I think you could bit. see it in the players, though, the relief yeah. when they got this, the, went 2 1 up. Yeah. You know? And I th- once we went 2 1 up, like, we actually played some pretty good stuff. I thought Tam was, had some really nice touches. Um, you know, Forrest's goal was great as well. So it's just a case of, and that's what I was talking about earlier about wanting to, Lennon want to win the game as quickly as possible to kind of allay those yeah. fears. But the problem, the fear I've got is that that could end up kind of going against us because the game isn't 10 minutes, it's 90. So, mm. well, what we need is for uh, Rangers to keep fucking up. Just take that pressure off. Well, that's a <laughs> good. You know. Yeah, and, and fuck up they did. Um, so for the, the second time in the space of a week, Rangers dropped points. Um, we'll, I'll very quickly go over the rest of the results. Um, Just whilst you're doing that as well, Edward, what a free kick. Yeah. I know the keeper should have done better. Did it. I, don't, I don't think the keeper could have done better. What? His positioning was poor. It was so but the quick wall, it was The wall was there, yeah, it was up and down so quickly. It but I think it was. It would have been a great save if he'd saved it. I think it was up and down so quickly. I don't think there's anything he could do. I think, I think the technique from Edward was unbelievable, but he didn't even have to place it in the corner. The keeper left him so much space just to put it in. But see that, see the angle, the the, the replay angle from behind the goal. You see how quick that ball goes yeah. into the net. I mean, Rapid. you've Never. not got a lot of time to react, no matter where you are. See if he'd moved over though. <laughs> then, well, the, if you're standing the there originally, the... yes, but then you've just opened up an R space. So. For me, technique was wonderful, <laughs> but um, I think the keeper 
Thankfully, stood. We'll go to our, our, our expert gal. You played in goals for fives and were pretty pretty I, good. I, I would have saved it. So well, you. I mean, come on. But an, an average keeper, a, a professional level keeper, would they have saved it? Probably not. No. Yeah, well, there, we there go. you go. So it was just so quick, and it was up and down so fast. And uh, what a boy, by the way. Some of the touches. He's the greatest. See him and Tams link up, by the way. Eating that up. Delicious. Third goal and a 4 1 win against Hamilton. That's when you want Tam to step up. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it. Dirty. You made an interesting point because no? Tam was never that good coming off the bench, but that might be a role he needs to fulfill now because you've got so much in midfield. You've got Cham, you've got Christie, Brown, McGregor. Is Tam ever going to break into that when there's only three positions and potentially Tam coming on with games? 15 minutes to go? When teams and defences are tired, actually is a good point of attack. Sub yep. slash uh, League Cup. There you go. That's your time. So the Semi domestic time. The rest <laughs> the rest of the results from the weekend. Livingston won Motherwell nil. Um, which obviously um is a bit of interest because obviously we're at Motherwell tomorrow, which we'll come on to. Um Kilmarnock three, Ross County one, uh Hibs two, St. Murn two. St. Johnston 3, Hearts 3 and Rangers 0, Aberdeen 0. Um, so again, they've dropped points, which leaves us 7 points clear, although uh, Rangers have a, a game in hand. Um, 7 points clear, it's been quite a turnaround. Listen, we've done our bit, all we can do is keep winning. Um, mm-hmm. But how many points do you think we would need to be clear before you could start to possibly relax a bit? You know, we're talking about performances, players looking up tight, fans getting up tight until we get the kind of breakthrough. What kind of margin do we need before that dissipates a bit? Ten. I, I'm a double figure, man. Aye, double figure. That's what I'm the same. Double figure. Because you've still got the two games against them. Aye. Aye. I think I think I think potentially they've got they've got Hibs on Wednesday. Now they always historically have struggled with Hibs, even at home. Mm. Um, so, you know, we can't write that off, but we just want to go about our business because we've got a tougher. I think we've got probably got a tougher game. Um, yes. So, so, we just need to focus on us. But at the back of my mind, I'm always going to be thinking, you know, one more, one more defeat for them, and it's going to really start because it's not just it's not just about that drop of points. It's about you know, they've not won in two games now. And if that goes to a third game, yeah. and then the players and the fans, the fans... I, I the watched, fans are already... Oh, yes. I watched the second half of the Rangers-Aberdeen game and when the final whistle went, it was booze, and rapturous booze. They could have very easily lost that game as well. Um, I think Aberdeen started brightly. Rangers then probably had the best of it. But then as it got further and further on, they could have, lo- they could have shipped a couple Sam, of goals. Sam Cosgrove is guff. Um, mm. I don't care how many goals he scores, he's guff. See, I watched I watched the Rangers Hearts game and by all accounts their performance against Aberdeen was worse than it was against Hearts. I think I mentioned last week that Gerard pretty much threw the team under the bus, which he's he's done want to do. Yeah, he's 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 done several times this season. His comments after the Aberdeen game were a bit more tempered. I don't think they could have done too much. Um He did mention too much Alfredo. more sorry. Should have passed to Kent. Kent yeah, he, stuff. he still picks players by name. Like yeah. he still sticks individual errors on players. Was, I mean, but uh, see when you compare what he said Aye. to what he said after Hearts, 
that team was unrecognisable. The worst game performance we've ever had in a hundred games. They could have won it. I thought they could have as well. But I think their performance, from what I gather, was worse against Aberdeen. But he's clearly thought, I can't just keep going out <laughs> calling these guys bottlers for the rest of the season. Because remember Lennon did that when he was at Hibs? Yeah. But, and then he kept going to that well. And then afterwards, you just wouldn't get a reaction. Lennon, yeah. um, Gerard was doing it to get a reaction. And now the well's dry. So that's, I think, probably maybe why it's tapered. Yeah. Aye. Um, but Hib, did anybody see, because they drew against St Mirren. So yeah, I'm yeah. not holding out a lot of hope that they're going to do anything at Ibrox. Oh, I'm not either, but you got to kid on, eh? I don't, I don't <laughs> think they were great, but I have a bit more confidence in them with Jack Rossell. I think he'll, you know, I, I think he'll relish the big game. And did a, they get, and a chance Ma- to did they get McNulty in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did. He's a good striker. Um, they actually brought on all Again, three. as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah Paul. They, yeah, they brought on all three, uh, them two, and Greg Doherty in the game against St Mern. So they're three new signings. Um, Doherty can't play, you saying? He can't play, and then I would assume that Canberry can't play for Rangers. So that He's taken like to them striker. like a duck to fucking water, eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was on loan, I think. He's, that's, and I think it's quite pertinent, right? You're assuming that Canberry, I mean, I've never rated him at Hibs, you know. See, unless he's really good for them. He's gone back to Hibs. Yeah. He's gone no, back no, to East Road. They're not yeah. And if... It's Jim Trainer again, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it could be. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was Canberra. I would blame it on Jim Trainer if I had to go back to East Road. But if you're still contracted to him and there's a good chance he's not going to sign for them permanently, he's kind of burned his bridges a wee bit with the Hibs fans. I, I do not rate that player at all. I think he's, I think he's a below-average Scottish Premiership player. I've never been a huge fan either, to be honest. The gap just now is seven points. The goal difference is nine. Goal uh, difference could be crucial. Could be. You had to say it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it probably, it, I think if things stay like this, it just ratchets up the 15th of March. That that game will be, it, it could decide things. It really could. You win, you go to Ibrox, you win. Then you end up in double figures. It would be very, very difficult for them to come back. It, yeah, I, I, I just, I think, as I say, there could be a sort of capitulation from them. I mean, they're all ki- already kind of is. They've, they've not, as I say, they've not won in two games. If let's say they draw on Wednesday, tomorrow, or today, um, no, it's tomorrow. It's today. That is tomorrow. Um, but let's say they, let's say they draw. Let's say they draw against Hibs. Um, it's hard to get out of a rut like that especially when the, the pressure's all on you because then you start doubting your ability you start doubting your manager the players get on the manager's back they get, the, the fans get on the players back and if if it's 10 points or so when we when we play the derby that starts to get on them as well when they're that far behind us also though if I'll, we drop points tomorrow then and they win it yeah. just flips back yeah. I listen to the Super Scoreboard as I always do when uh, you know when they drop points and uh there was a guy come on who was like a Rangers fan. He said, I've never liked Gerard." <laughs> they were like, why do you not like Gerard?" Oh, yeah. He was like, I've got my own personal reasons. I'm not saying on air. <laughs> Fantastic. We all know exactly <laughs> why you don't like Steven like Gerrard. I, I reckon, I reckon if, if they don't win, I reckon he'll go in the summer or potentially before and they will demand... What? They'll demand staunch. Aye, and it'll be like Billy Davis or someone, like just someone who's... Oh, like, Smith and Ali Coyce, that's what I want. Like, Marty, Marty, Marty. Anyway, tomorrow night, um, we are away to Motherwell. Um, 
Motherwell sitting in third uh, in the league just now on 41 points, uh, three points ahead of Aberdeen. Um, some Annie, you said earlier on, it's a harder game than the one Rangers have got tomorrow night. It's probably the hardest away tie we could get other than Ibrooks. Not yeah. just because of their position, but, you know, they are a, they're a good outfit. Yeah, dogged, obviously going to be physical and um, we'll probably be allowed to get away with it. Um, I think we had a really good performance there at the start of the season. We won 5-2. It was excellent, yeah. One of the, the first games of the season. Um, so... Get Tony Watt training with him now? <laughs> Tony Watt got released from his club in Bulgaria. Just training him. Tony Watt. It was part of me thought <laughs> on that they were going to be like a six-month loan deal for us. What, Tony Watt? I just had that in my head that they would come out and be like, oh, fuck, we need to sign somebody. Uh, here's Tony Watt. <laughs> uh, that would have been... Awful, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think that you know that was a really good performance um, earlier in the season. But as we say, they're a physical team. They're 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 a fairly well organised team, stuff like that. Robinson's done a good job there. They get beat against Livingston, but again, Livingston are another physical team. Difficult for them to to go. So I'm a wee bit seeing the run of games we've had. I'm a wee bit nervous about this one more than a few others. Very easy to drop points tomorrow night. but it's also in my head. We're either going to go out there, or, um, you know, smash them, turn on turn on the style again, or it's going to be a difficult. It's going to be dogged. Right now, I mean, we would take one 0 for every game for the rest of the season. Um, but you want to get through this one with three points by hook or by crook. Um, it's going to be a difficult one. It's never a nice place to go, Motherwell. Um, don't never really enjoyed going to Fir Park. Um, but you just got to hope that. We can out the traps like we did uh, at McDermott Park. They've, uh, in the transfer window, they lost um, in the final week. They lost one of their best players, James Scott, who went for 1.5 million to Hull. Great um, Scott. Great Scott, indeed. And they replaced him with uh, Newcastle winger Rolando Ahrens. You no, know, no idea. James Scott, I think, is a, a really good player. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does down in that league. Massive Tim as well. But, I mean, losing one of our best players, obviously they're going to have to adjust to that. Um, might be good news for us. Do we stick with 3 5 2 about? Oof. Um, You're the I manager. Shit. Fuck, that better. We'll get a game tomorrow. Uh, do we? I don't. Do we? You want do we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we need another centre back. Uh, I just. Well, I don't know if we've got the players to. So Frimpong's still out, Hayes is now injured, Bolly's back in contention, Moy's fit. Um, you probably do, you probably do, but um, I don't see him changing it at this point. Uh, but it is, I mean, Sermani pointed out, we had a great performance uh, there earlier in the season, but the first 40 minutes of that game, Motherwell looked really good. It was a difficult a difficult game we had that way. Yeah, um, that was in a that was a sticky period for us as well, though. I, I think it was just after Clouge had beat yeah. us. Um, it's not going to be like the Hamilton game, though. They are going to come out and and give us more of a game than Hamilton, possibly. Oh no, I think, they will. I think they're, other they're, than the fact Hamilton obviously had the big boy up front, which causes a lot of problems, and Julian and I are, had their moments against him, as we've seen with big physical forwards that they come up against. Um, but I think Mother will have a lot more to their whole team. They're third for a reason. Yeah. Uh, they've played very well. Um, I've seen them a couple of times this season, uh, even just through highlights and stuff. Um, very direct. Very, Stephen Robinson's very direct in how he sets his teams up. Uh, very well disciplined. And 
it's going to be tough. However, we also have the better players. Uh, we're on a good run of form. <clears throat> what about young Welsh? Do you think that's a... Well, that's what I was going to say. So one, if, if we say we're going to play three five two, then does Yozo come back in, Samari? Or, <sighs> or who, well, let's go around the table then. Yozo or Welsh? Because that's really what the op- that's really the options, isn't it? Um, I'll say Welsh only because Yozo is likely to be unfit anyway. I mean, as much that's as I don't shit. like Yozo, as much as I don't rate him. You'd be tempted to play him because of the experience he's got over Welsh. I mean, he wasn't really... You you, you you hit the nail on the head. There really wasn't much coming at Welsh. You can't really judge him on that performance. I think you'll get more more intent from Motherwell tomorrow. But isn't that what, where you want to see how good he is? And I know Aye, but, it's but, now the time to test it out. Do you know what I mean? Now, Aye, again, Jozo, you know, there's every chance he'll be... Crumble. He'll, he'll crumble, he'll play and he'll be pish. Get a but, red card, then break his leg. I've not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll say Welsh, but that's not without its risks. Bowd? I fuck it. I'm not the manager of Welsh. <laughs> it's not my job. Well, five minutes ago, but not now. Yeah, I've quit. Well, I've a, I, haven't, I haven't quit. I haven't resigned. Who You're knows? on gardening leave. Gardening leave. Uh, I would be tempted to add play Welsh because essentially, if we want, if we need to find out whether we can count on him, these are the games he has to play in. And if Neil Lennon rates him, then why not? See if he fucks up and they score. You ultimately just break his confidence forever by subbing them off, moving <laughs> the four at the back, and we'll still pump over well. And sorry, Jesus. you know, your best is best is what I was led <laughs> wow. to believe, but you know, um, at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think he should keep his place. I didn't. I don't think he done anything to warrant him getting anything. dropped. I don't think Yozo's going to come in and do anything that much better than what Welsh done the last game. So I think he deserves can, to keep his place. Can Ryan Christie? Ryan Christie has to start the way. And if Ryan Christie starts, where does he play? Does he have to start? I thought he was great when he came off the bench on Saturday. And he's scored, what, 16, 17 goals this season? So, centre berth, unless you think he can play right wing back. But if you play him, then you can't, you have to drop Griffiths or... He can't play, he's not a wing back at no, all. Really at all. all. Christie's either coming in... So, Christie's coming, coming in for in a for jam. jam. And a 3-5-2, so that's the only way he's he coming could, in. He could come in for Griffiths, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be in jam. I, 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 in. I, the more I think about it, the more I think we'll probably go back to 4-2-3-1 tomorrow. You're throwing things right out there, aren't you, Christopher? I don't know, but this is Who's the, 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 the worry with that, though, is essentially you Moy or are you putting Forrest for the left? Moy as well. I mean, we, ah, Moy's not going to start. Surely, with the amount of time he's been off. Right right. I mean, having having Moy, Klamala, Christie, and Tam on the bench, it's a great bench. It's a strong. What concerns sort of, I mean, me about that is where the players we needed. Yeah, if Frimpong isn't fit, you're playing Bauer unless you push Ayer out there. I oh, fuck, that's right. Aye, I mean you could push Ayer out there, but I'd rather not. Although that's what he scored. Remember, yeah, he was really <laughs> good at right back against really uh, against Motherwell. Um, that might be in the back of Lennon's brain that he had a really good. Not even his mind, his brain. <laughs> his brain. I thought that sounded weird when I said it. Mm, Take it brain. back, Bauer. He really isn't very good, is he? Bauer's a shower. <laughs> That's why he's got the hat and the jacket on. Sorry. Sorry, Bauer. You could play 3 4 3. 3 4 3 would be perfect for Elianusi. I know you say you don't want him to start, but Edward, Elianusi, and even Griffiths. 
It's a bloody puzzle. It's a bloody puzzle. It's why we needed to buy more players. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a little worried about the fact that we are in February and we don't know what formation we're going to play. But that is to do with a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries to players that would normally start or be in about it. See if ITK guys like us don't know what formation they're playing. (laughs) Then they don't know what we're playing. Well, actually, the ITK guy does seem to be back with the the lineups. Oh, is he? The The last couple of times. Oh, yeah, the leak. Yeah, the leak. We um, we also have a game at the weekend. We're away to uh, Clyde in the Scottish Cup. Um, obviously, th- that that will be previewed and talked about on the Patreon as we go through the week. Um, We've I'm got sure. a hell of a Sunday lined up, lads. Am I right? Absolutely. Oft. La- Super Sunday. Oh, Alas for mine, McCaffrey will be recording. Super we will then go straight. That will be released, and we will go straight to watch the Celtic versus Clyde game, and then a reaction will take place straight after. Oft. I, I, this this combo this combo fuck me that's a reaction I can get behind it's, is, it's terrifying sizzling hot that's right I said sizzling hot I'm also very tempted to do maybe a half time reaction wow is that a thought oh that's I'm, just, I'm just thinking you'd have to have that set up before the game ready to go don't you worry about 15 that. minutes that's why he's thought about Military. it now that's why I thought that actually is why I prepared yeah. <laughs> so we walk from there into here and go have a shite do stuff <laughs> and then go back in there and then come Aye. back out and go we were taught a lot of shite that's that's totally embarrass that, yourself right? as well when you come in and say that's the worst performance I've ever seen because mother will or one up we win 5-1 and you all look like to be fair that's how it goes we have one good half one bad half so, <laughs> you know. hopefully the, the, the bad half will be the first one and then we can be all they need absolutely um, so yeah I think that's us um, one thing I wanted sorry no um, no take the floor I should have made, I was going to mention it when we were talking about the transfer market, but I forgot, or the transfer window. Um, Europa League squad. Oh, good point. Oh good point, uh, Morgan Sinclair, obviously, they're out. Schwed is also dropped out. And then it's Soro, Frimpong, and Klamala. Henderson goes back into it as well. Henderson's available because as well. Because he's B-squad the squad Does that signal the end for Schwed? It signals the end of his Europa League. <laughs> the season I'll, get, I'll say that I think it suggests that the rest of the season he, he's not a big part of the plans and Frimpong obviously should definitely have been getting in there is it good that Soros in does that mean is that just an absolute oh my god if everyone gets injured he'll play or does that mean it's just another well, we, mind? Get, we get rid of what we get rid of Sinclair and Morgan and I don't think we had a full squad anyway so but we've got rid of I don't necessarily think it's a sign he's going to play it's a sign just in case but we've got rid of three wingers in Morgan's he's not going to play this way we're now, we're now in the group we're now in the knockout stages he's not going to play against Copenhagen playing for all the marbles here lads yeah Shved is um, <laughs> Shved is tw- Shved's 21 21-22 and he signed on a four and a half year contract when he signed um, obviously went straight back on loan uh, for that six months surely surely we shouldn't be giving up on him I he's mean, the Ukrainian Messi Next season, the 10, he, he's going to be the man. The way Sinclair was the man for the Invincibles. He's shit and training. Fed is shit the man. Training. What do you know what I mean? Were you about to say we're all <laughs> shit and <laughs> training? <laughs> I was. And then I changed it to nah, I mean, because I realised the stupidity of the that. The class. But, you know, most of us are shit and training. Aye, Shred's just a bit, bit of an odd one. Maybe he's just not good enough. We've brought a boy in. He's, the manager doesn't fancy him and he's not good enough. Two managers haven't fancied him. But, yeah. 
One of them was a rat sneaky bastard, so. <laughs> it's amazing how you can become a bit of a kind of cult hero and he's only played <laughs> 20 minutes of football. A bit like Dirk. Mm-hmm. Penis like a boa constrictor. Absolutely. Just, just wait. Yeah. Right? Just wait. Oh, what, you think he's going to be the greatest? Just wait. Okay. Just wait. Give him a wee loan to Aberdeen. Bring him back. Big Ukrainian community in Aberdeen. Get him up there. Few jars with the Ukrainian boys. Back down. Send them to the pub in Aberdeen. Just want them to get a booze with the boys. That'll sort them out. What are you talking about? With a fictional Ukrainian community in Aberdeen. (laughs) The team that drinks together. (laughs) Wins together. Wow. Right, that's a good note to end on. Um, Chris Gower, thanks for having us in your humble abode. Thank you. Louis, Chris and Chris. Bowd. One hoops now. One hoops now. Samani. Thanks. We have been a 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road. (laughs) 